Yes, you're gonna have people turn their backs, but it's time for us to keep talking. Just keep talking that real, bro. Do what you do, I know what you do, so keep doing that. Talk the real. The HBI lads will see you now. See you now. I don't want to cause no problems. Mm-hmm. I just want to live my life, but I keep... And we're back, HBI podcast, health, business, and in between. And as the dangerous duo today, is the Cara and the physio. Because uh, Dan has barley belly, I think. He's busy using the ultimate weight loss strategy and drinking the water in barley. Um, so that'll lay, that'll laser five kilos off you real quick. So wishing a speedy recovery to Dan. Uh, mm-hmm. But in his absence... We thought we'd have a little deep dive today. Like something I think we've covered at various times, but I think it's always good to come back full circle. And obviously, if you've only been listening recently, this will be a new one for you. But we want to talk two things today. First and foremost, we really want to discuss the concept of, I guess, practitioner practitioner like hybridization. It's something we talk about a lot, something that I see thrown around a lot, but I think there's a number of aspects to it that people don't consider. And when we use it, what we're sort of inferring. As a second we want to talk a little bit about you know interdisciplinary um i guess communication referral networks working together right like the irony of the chiro and physio on today right like publicly there's still this impression that chiros and physios hate each other which you know there's probably a few crusty old lads that uh slowly need to put one foot into the grave or get out of the profession that are still doing that but we really are i feel like to think moving forward for the best interest of people rather than just the, the professions and we start to work more and more together. And, you know, my experience, and I think, Ben, you'll agree, when people get both together, they get far better results. So, mm-hmm. listen, let's start with the big stuff here. <laughs> do you want to talk hybridization for us? Yeah. Now, we, we do use the term a lot, hybridization, on this podcast. But I think maybe it's subjectively interpreted, like maybe not in the way we intended to, to come across. Now, we talk about hybridization because, like, we might be utilizing skills that aren't traditionally like trained i guess in that profession so yeah. like like your, your traditional traditional chiropractor as Nate would will adjust right your, tri- your typical traditional physio will just do uh, mainly exercise rehabilitation some diagnostic sort of work obviously the same as a chiropractor as well obviously finding the problem first but generally speaking like i can talk from a personal and professional point of view from physiotherapists like the hybrid part of my job is more i blend some remedial myotherapy techniques in with the traditional physio skill set that i got and then uh i blend obviously and then i try and enhance my skills in the strength and conditioning sort of programming aspect because obviously when we all get spat out at university like you stick to the curriculum you come out a certain way and unless you've had additional input from other professions or people that's sort of the way you practice Uh, you're largely a product of your environment so traditionally speaking like um, physios don't do a whole lot of hands-on so the biggest hybridization in in my skill set is the remedial which is the deep tissue techniques the dry like physios typically do dry needling the fire cupping which really no physios not many physios do uh, I do some basic manipulations, as Nay said, like some very basic um, elementary, like lumbar, thoracic lifts. I don't do any cervical sort of stuff. But like other than that, like a hybridization isn't you being like a freak at diagnosing or a freak at, for me, programming, because that's kind of what you traditionally are meant to be. But it's more like just doing things that are a little bit different from the traditional like perception and the the traditional um, physiotherapist. And Nay can speak about him and as a chiropractor as well because he also has other skill sets he used 
users, but like he's got to, you know, I guess, differentiate how he operates traditionally. And this is so much a, a personal subjective thing. Like we practice the way we want to in the way we best see fit. And then we collaborate with those who also we best see fit for our clients. Yeah, 100%. I think this always reminds me of this, the phrase, it's like the, the main thing is still the main thing, right? No matter what you do, there's a level of expertise or training in a certain area that you have a mastery or have worked towards a mastery for. And that's still your main thing. Now mm-hmm. you can add additional things, but the one thing should still be the one thing, right? Like, and so, you know, as a chiropractor, my main tool is adjustments manipulation, right? Like it's what we are heavily trained in. It is that manual therapy side of stuff that I think we sit above almost anyone else in. Um, I agree. And now, again, I add some soft tissue techniques but again, I don't do massage and soft tissue. Like I send out for that because I do enough to make, like I do what I need to do to be able to get the main thing to work at its best, right? Mm-hmm. And not beyond that. Like I have turned away a number of patients because I said, listen, like if you're wanting to come for, you know, a long dry needling or like like scraping session, I'm going to send you to a remedial because that's not what I do, right? Mm-hmm. There's a very like it is. This is a therapeutic. Like you are working on a process and a problem rather than just trying to make things feel good. Now that said, and I want this to be very clear: hybridization is a personal idea. So how you determine hybridization, mm-hmm. I think, is up to the individual, right? Like I know a number of PCO and Kairos that are completely hands off, and you know, I imagine at times that's a very confusing thing for the public and for them, but. If that's the area you want to go into and you want to own that and you want to make that your mastery, I have no problem with that, right? Like, I want this to be very clear for people listening. Like, I'm supportive of anything as long as the end result is people are getting the results they're looking for, right? Because at the end of the day, humanity is interesting and dynamic and there's all sorts of things that work and have great results due to that very thing. Now, that said, though, I am not supportive of hybridization, meaning you're trying to be the jack of all trades, right? Because jack of all trades, master of none, right? Like mm. it's one, if, you, if you're trying to do everything, it's going to be a hard day. And honestly, I think it's to the detriment of the individual in front. So I think they're like, we know, like if you're doing everything to a person, it can be too much for that body and that nervous system. In fact, you're sending them backwards because you're going too hard, right? But mm-hmm. you have this, you've alluded this image or this idea that that's what you do, so you have to do it. Now, so it also limits your ability, and this is our second focus here, to create referral, to create networks with people because you're trying to do everything. Right, like you said, Ben, like you do bits of manipulation, but you still heavily refer to a Cairo because it's not something you are highly skilled in, right? Would that be a fair? Not even, uh, I'd say, elementarily or at amateurly skilled in, like just like yeah. fucking basic. Like if there was like a a preschool kindergarten for adjusting, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Well, like there's there's time and place for anything. You like yeah. if you're releasing through, you're working through the thoracic, and you're like, all right, well, let's just put a little bit of like. Now, Peter, in there and see if we can get something to move to go with it, right? It might be the indicator for you to make that referral that you that was something you wanted to consider, right? Like, is mm-hmm. that's where it leads in. Same with me. It's like I'm quite comfortable in strength and conditioning, but again, I'm not really looking to be the strength and conditioning coach. So, people want more aggressive coaching in the thing. I have coaches that I work with that I send out to. Mm-hmm. So, it's again, it's about how deep do you want to go, but it's much, I've always found life is simpler and easier and a lot more fun when you're, you know, I'm going to almost shot myself there because I almost use the words living your truth and felt like a 15 year old life coach. But, um, <laughs> like, 
but I mean like when you're actually like doing what you do, right? Like I yeah. like the idea of like not that like I suppose it's like the absolute honesty or whatever it is thing, but like I'm transparent with everything. Like people want to know how much I'm making business, I'm happy to tell them. If people want to know how I do things, I'm happy to tell them. And this concept comes back to like it's like when people feel like they have to create a fake image or like, you know, people have they've almost like a fake personality for when they're in the office and things and naturally right. that's gonna induce little like white lies around certain concepts with people not in terms of like an unethical way but in terms of how the business is run or how they do things then you've got to constantly remember what's going on and that's a stressful situation whereas if i only ever say what is true on everything i know i never have to stress about it. now i know that's gone a different side pathway but this comes back to creating those relationships right because if i'm not lying to the physio i'm not lying to the i was like listen i'm doing this i'm doing this has gone really well but there's a lack here I have referred them to you for co-management in order to support what's going on. Mm -hmm. Can you see what's going on in your opinion? Get back to me and we'll figure out how we work this together. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think, like you said before, the the, the authenticity and the genuinity of what you do, it, it comes through through your practice and your hands and, and, and what you say. Um, but it's also like being transparent on your personality is, is another aspect we can touch on because like, fuck, how draining like to, to act one way socially and then personally and subjectively act a different way on your own. Like that'd be shit for once. That's a good tip for businesses to be true to your personality. Like if people like you, they they do if they're not lucky. You don't. It's like one time I was working with Peter Lewis and someone come, I referred an, a middle-aged woman there and she was saying, she came back and was like, oh, he's so late. He was so rude, this and that, lack of bad side, bedside man. This guy's a good mate of mine as well. I'm like, yeah. I said, look, I'll, I'll pass it on. I do apologize for the inconvenience and whatever happened. Uh, I passed it on to him. Yeah. I go, and this is a 63-year-old you know, sports doctor who's been in the game forever yeah. and he just he is the best doctor that I know, hands down. And I go, yeah. Peter, look, here's some feedback. You know, I said I would, so I'm going to. And he goes, ah, some people like you, some people don't. <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, you got to respect that, right? You're like, whether, yeah. whether you agree or not, you got to respect that level of confidence and, you know, belief in what you do, right? Like it's, again, it's one of the biggest things I often have to talk to, you know, in mentoring with people is that when you start in the game you're going to have to be a little bit of everything for everyone and as you go on longer you will literally just you start to realize it's like no i do things this way you either want to be part of that or i can send you elsewhere but i'm not going to change what i do to suit you like you came to me for my expertise if you don't want it that's fine but i'm not going to do something different because that's what you want yeah and 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 that's not being scared of losing the client as well yeah. because and the most ethical thing you can do in that situation you go well you have these expectations i know this other health professional so you go see them and it's a win-win for everyone so before i think you mentioned um the hybridization and whatnot and making sure that you you know you were clear in what you do i think that a lot of this shit is founded on like why we're doing what we're doing. I think that a lot of people don't understand the philosophies of chiropractic care, which I've adopted a lot with regenerative medicine sort of philosophies as well. It's just like, yeah. well, we're not here to transiently reduce your symptoms. Like people will often harp on about, oh, we've got to get to the root cause. It's like, like yeah. sometimes it's complicated. Sometimes you have to go so deep and change so many different variables and whatnot to find out what's going on um, and involve X amount of practitioners and, and, and sessions and what, what and whatnot. But what I learned from you and, and from Matt Caratelli and whatnot, Peter Lewis, is that, and this I think this gets missed, and this is a whole podcast in itself, is from the physiotherapy game, is that 
with the manual therapy side of things, we're actually trying to induce a healing effect. We're trying to reduce, as Dan has said before, osteopathy sort of philosophies as well. You're trying to reduce the block that is stopping the body from healing itself. You're trying to give the body and put the envi- put the tendon or the structure in whatever environment it needs to be in, the nervous system, what environment it needs to be in, to give it its optimal chances of healing. So I believe that, which is why I believe that the manual therapy gets discarded very heavily by the physiotherapy uh, cohort is because there's such a lack of, um, uh, the, the studies in my opinion, the literature is, doesn't go deep enough and they, they might look at transient sort of symptom relief and whatnot. But what we do, as you said, in re- refining what you do and how you get good at what you do and operating in, as you said in your truth is that you know we're very strongly convicted in 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 the foundations of what we do therefore we practice a certain way and therefore we utilize other health professionals to to fit sort of the puzzle together and to, to almost to unlock uh, the problems at hand that that you may not be able to um, unlock yourself as a practitioner because as you said you're not willing to bend on how you operate and deliver to an expectation that you know, you're not prepared to do because we spoke about that in the last podcast. Like if you veer from your, like the, if you veer from your own methodologies and your own interventions, then you're probably likely to skew and fuck the outcome anyway. So you may as well be true to the client, not be afraid to lose them, but refer them on or whatever that conversation with yourself or whatever needs to happen. Whatever it looks like. Yeah. Right. I mean, coming back to that concept, I guess, and then I've worked with a lot of physio, but I'm not a physio, so I'm taking this on from what I know from people I've worked with. Like fundamentally, when you talk about there, there's there's a difference in philosophy, right? In that, and like people can look at philosophy at times as a bit wishy washy, but I think it, you know, your philosophy is what underpins everything you do. Like it's mm-hmm. the reasoning behind it, and I think as a philosophy, Cairo osteo, like even medicine there there's an idea of trying to enhance the human body rather than simply just i guess at times physio has almost gone very reductionist into like it's like you're trying to change parts out of a car right like it's a plus b equals c and there seems to be at times and again with full respect to physio crew i don't want to label everyone in but it's only looking at the physical and never looking at the chemical and the emotional right you said everyone's we're always talking about looking for the root cause but sometimes the root cause is a shitty job and stuff like that no amount of like single leg rdls and you know stuff like that is going to prevent that now like all that same. stuff right so, everything so. sometimes your role and i think this is the thing that i've found especially new grads have the hardest trouble comprehending is a lot of the time as a practitioner it's not your job to fix things it's just mm. to support their bodies help them like build better relationships and give them the capacity to deal day to day until they are able to you know excommunicate this issue from their life right and so it can be quite a challenge has someone who's you know you're looking at must be this so it's going to be this and so i wasn't that so it must be this so sometimes it's all of that Mm. but the reason the why is something that you as a you know allied health patient may not be able to control and therefore you then so there's a transparency and a discussion around what's going on you know possible referral if there is need for psychological support but you're there to help them be the best they can at current times yeah I agree 100%. I think that's where your skills and knowledge and understanding of other systems in the body will, will play a huge part because I, I know that in my teaching, like we had like pharmacological, physio- physiology sort of subjects and whatnot. But like when you really get out and practice, like people aren't like if someone's not healing well, like now I know, but like there might be some metabolic problems going on like look at the being are they a healthy being or they are you know they look like shit and it's like oh no wonder why you're in a chronic inflammatory cycle and your back always hurts because of x y and z sure there's a mechanical problem 
structurally there's some problems here, but maybe we can go get you some blood tests and look at your hormones, vitamins, and minerals. Maybe go to a doctor. You might need some regenerative medicine. I think a chiropractor would be a good option. You know, here's some strength and conditioning programs. Like the intervention can be whatever it may be, but I think it's 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 seeing the the forest from the tree in this circumstance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we need to come back on something like just quickly here with when you work with other practitioners. I really think it's very important that something gets lost. When you refer to a lot of them, you should attempt to make communication for that client in advance, right? Or like, don't just be like, oh, I'll go book in with them. You know, again, if they're just going to get, you know, hey, you might, you look like you need to relax and you need a massage. You probably don't need to reach out to the massage therapist and be like, tell them what to do. Yeah. You probably just be like, hey, you can just go get a massage. You're going to be good. But if I like send to one of the physios, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to tell them what's been going on. I'm going to tell them why I'm referring. Like, and also, I think if you've got a good enough relationship, you can tell them or have a discussion around what, like with the why, like, hey, I'm handling these things. This person has got X going on. Like they might have a knee issue or they've got a they've got a technique issue and this person I'm referring to just does like hands-off work. I'm like, I want you to handle that section. I have their rehab handled. I have the body work handled. Can you handle this? Because if you're not clear on that, that's where I've seen issues where then they get two different rehab plans. They get all these things and they just get overwhelmed. And it's often then you're creating so much overload and fatigue, you're actually reinforcing the issues rather than healing. So mm. if you have good relationships, you can be like, hey, I'm referring to you for this specific issue. And then that other person has a good enough relationship with you that when they starting stuff, they can be like, hey, I actually think this needs to happen. Can we have a discussion around how we can make that happen? Or, and I think this is the most important one, hey, I really need to see if what I'm doing is working. Would you mind if for the next two weeks they pause their care with you so I can just see if this is happening and then we can reintegrate it once that's happened? Rather than the classic where like you get the call from the patient, they're like, oh, the other practitioner told me to cancel. And you're like, that's like which is pits. <laughs> oh, man. Like, yeah. it is, it's the quintessential sign of a practitioner who's terrible at their job, right? Yeah. Um, but if you have those relationships, it's easy, right? And it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to send reports. Half the ones for me are either a text message or a, a message, message. bro. Like, it's like, hey, got this person coming. This is what's been going on. This is what I've been doing. This is why I've sent them. Can you let them know? And then can you let me know sort of what you're thinking and we can set it up? Yeah. Hey, that's uh, like, do you know how, how good the feedback is from a client when that shit happens? Like yeah. I got there, they knew I was coming. I've always, you know, I've always spoke to Ben about this, like- yeah, and I think go, to go one step further, you as a practitioner receiving receiving a referral from like a colleague in your network, they know what you do and you know what they do. So you're not going to go over X, Y, and Z because you go, well, I know Nath, he's a fucking gun at what he does. He would have done this, 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 and this with this person. You know, icing on the cake is, is the communication from you as well. But I've got so much trust in my guys that this is what they do. We'll cover everything else. They'll cover this. They'll know that I'm covering everything else. They won't even try overreach into those different, you know, uh, interventions. And then happy days, we'll just collaborate. We'll work together. Like, and as you would know as well, most of the time with your client management, it's barely any communication at all with the guys I work with. If there's a complex person with like multi-systems involved, mul multiple like pathologies going on, they're like hormonally problems, metabolic problems, they've got you know, several musculoskeletal issues going on, whatever it may be. Of course, you talk about and brainstorm and problem solve 
with your your colleagues about that. But yeah, I think it's having just maximal trust in the guys you work with, and and over time, like that's the best advice. Some of the best advice we can give you people is that to to know your network extensively and personally trial their their services, understand what they do, understand what they like and they don't like. They will tell you don't send me this kind of person because I don't want to deal yep. with them because they're not going to get great outcomes or that's just not what they do. So like, find someone else in your network to do those sort of things. So I think, I know if we've got time to touch on, um, I think we're already touching on the sort of referrals and interprofessional sort of working with each other. But like, let's, unless you've got another point to raise, we can just run run maybe an example even between you and I because we, we yeah. co-managed. Uh, oh, that was my last topic too. When you also like people like us, for example, um, if you refer out, like it's you're not referring because you've failed. Yeah. You're referring because you, you know, the person needs help in different avenues. But it's a co-management. People might think that. All right, I see one at a time rather than the co-management. Right, like it's like physio, the type of work we do with the chiropractors that we work with, the sports doctors. It's all together co-management. Hey, you don't see everyone every week at the you know at the same times, but it's like you might be pushed to a maintenance phase with us you might be still running a maintenance level prp you might still be at your early stage of the chiropractor and you're in that initial phase where you're just sort of getting things moving and there's need for a lot of frequency of appointments it's not like oh well they've handed the baton over and that's it it's like well now we're co-managing together and i think that continuity of care is is what's really special and i think what a lot of other practitioners need to realize is that and that's as Nate said, if if it if if the person comes with communication it's a co-management right it's not a all right well you've They've failed, so I'm going to take over here, be big heroes. It's like fuck, don't do that because you're going to make it worse. <laughs> that's that comes back to communication. If you have leapt out and told them why and what's going on, you won't have that. If you haven't, you're likely to end up with those issues, mm-hmm. and it's to the detriment of the patient, right? So I think if we full circle this back, like when you are, you know, hybridizing, and I'm air quoting there, make sure you don't let go of the main thing, right? Like if there's there's a main thing that is what you have spent the time and it's something you want to do don't just water it down for the fun of it right own what you do and then own what you don't do and you build that you know that network of people but then you build good communication you don't just fob people out the door you go all right we're going to co-manage you what's going to happen is i'm going to get you to go see this person we're going to speak and then we're going to set up a care plan that's going to work with all of us in order to get you the best result rather than simply sort of, you know, oh, I don't know what to do now, but this is still improving, but that's not improving. Uh, I'll send you out here and then that person doesn't know why you've sent them, what's going on, am I meant to handle everything? Then the other person, you know, you just leave the patient in a confused state without the result. So make the one thing the one thing. Decide what, you know, where your boundaries lie and then fill those gaps with other people. Yeah, and... You know, this is very cliche, but like do, do what you want because when you're doing what you want, you tend to do it better and you're more interested yep. in it. So if you don't fucking like being hands-off, then then don't be. Try hands-on. If yep. you want to be more like a chiropractor and less like a physio, then maybe consider going and studying chiropractic care. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you just... You, you you do um like you perform the best in the things that you really like to do and you're really interested in doing so like i people ask me like oh, my my methods of like like the manual therapy the massage the fire cupping the dry needle and like i found a methodology and, and systems that work really really well they yield a like a predictable result pretty much most times so like it seems mindless to me like to other people looking on the, what i'm doing but i'm like i actually enjoy doing this same with yeah. you. How many times would you adjust on a day, like the same adjustment? Like you might see that same person next week and you do the same sort of treatments. It's like, well, they're getting better. Like I, I really love doing this and I, I, don't get sick of, 
I don't get sick of doing it because I'm fucking really like it. Yeah. <laughs> right. you get, you if you get sick of it, you, you it's because you don't love what you're doing, and that's yeah, try something, something different. That's something internal that needs to change, right? Mm. Anyway, we'll leave it there. That was a really, really good one today. If you did get something, please, as always, grab the screenshot, tag us in, throw it up, and please leave a five-star review wherever you're getting your podcasts because it really supports us in that goal to help more practitioners, help more people, and, of course, do better because when you're doing well, things are pretty sweet. Mate, it's been a pleasure as always. I'll catch you next week. Perfect. Thanks, guys.